Thank you for tuning in into the New Life Church Downtown Podcast. If you would like to get connected, follow us on Instagram at NLC Downtown Little Rock or email us at downtown.podcast at newlifechurch.tv. Hey, New Life Church, uh, Pastor Bronson here. I want to say hello to wherever you're at and uh, say, one, we love you. We've been praying for you. Uh, we had church this past weekend, uh, but along with some of the other technical issues we've had, the message did not record. And so I just wanted to send you, or, or I guess send you a message, post a message, uh, and let you guys know what's been in my heart. And so uh, jump in with me. We're going to be in Acts chapter 2 this morning or whatever time of day it is for you. Acts chapter 2 verse 37 through 34. This is what it says. It says, Peter's words pierced their hearts. And they said to him and the other apostles, brothers, what should we do? Peter replied, each of you must repent of your sins and turn to God and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. Then you'll receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. This promise is to your children and to you And to those who are far away, all who have been called by the Lord our God. Then Peter continued preaching for a long time. Uh, I said this weekend, I'll say it again, uh, preaching for a long time is uh, a part of our heritage as pastors, so get used to it. Verse 40, it says, Then Peter continued preaching for a long time, urging his listeners, Save yourself from this crooked generation. Those who believed what Peter said were baptized and added to the church that day were about 3,000 in all. Let me pray and we're going to jump into it. God, thank you for this word. God, I thank you for our church. We thank you for uh, what you're doing, uh, which is you're drawing us all closer to you. And so God, we know that we're in hard times and we know that your word says you are, are close to those who are brokenhearted and hurting. And so God, we believe that you're close to us right now. So Jesus, we love you. We praise you. It's in your name we pray. Everybody listening in said, amen. Amen. Well, y'all, we are in crazy days. Uh, last weekend, if you were at church, uh, you'll know that we had no sound because our PA went down. And so, you know, we started digging around and trying to figure out what was going on. And there was a uh, murder hornet <laughs> lodged in the soundboard. That is a preacher fib. Uh, that's not true. That's not what was going on. But that would be so 2020 of that to happen. Uh, I had a pastor friend text me the other day, what chapter of Revelation are we in? We had locusts. Uh, we had dust storms coming from the Sahara. Uh, but y'all, here's what I know. I know that the church is built for times of adversity. Who is the church? We are the church. It's a group of individuals who make up the church. That's the people of God. Here's what I want to tell you. You are built for a time of adversity. You were built for such a time as this. Proverbs 17, 17 says, a, pr- a friend loves at all times and a brother is born for a time of adversity. You know, Callie and I have been doing some gardening uh, in this past season, which that seems to be a theme for a lot of people. And so we uh, planted some yuccas. And uh, if you don't know what a yucca is, a yucca is supposedly an indestructible plant. Uh, well, Apparently, you can overwater yuccas. And we had one, if, if you've never seen a yucca, I'll link up a photo and a video in the show notes. Uh, but a yucca basically looks like a palm tree, uh, a small palm tree, and ours literally broke in half. And there was just a bloody stump of a yucca left in our front yard. And so uh, we left it there because we're great gardeners. That's what great gardeners do. They let things die and just leave them. Uh, <laughs> And here the past couple weeks, you're not going to believe this, yuccas are so hardy, 
that it's actually begun to sprout again. And it's amazing. You'll see the pictures. They're in the show notes. And it got me thinking, you know, we as Christians have got to be like yuccas. What do I mean by that? I mean that when we go through hard times, when we go through hard seasons, even in seasons where it looks like we're dead and broken, y'all, we have got to be able to sprout and grow again. How can we do that? We can do that because we have a relationship with Jesus. The word tells us, and we found to be true, that we can go through any season uh, if we go through it with Jesus. You know, we're talking about this in this week's podcast, but in Philippians chapter four, Paul talks about how he's learned how to abound and he's always learned how to be brought low. In any season, he's learned to be content. He can do all things through Christ who strengthens uh, strengthens me. And, And here's what I wanna tell you. You may have just had the worst season of your life, You may be disconnected from God. Your prayer life may be terrible. Listen, we're used to the rhythms as Christians. We're used to coming to church and we haven't had that. But here's my heart for you. My heart is that you'd be like a yucca. You'd have yucca spirituality. And that is that no matter where you land, no matter where you're at, no matter what season you're in, that you can grow and flourish and thrive because you have a relationship with Jesus. Brings us back to our text today. Acts chapter two, you know, Peter, I believe, had that kind of spirit. I think he had that yucca spirit, if we're going to stick with that analogy. You know, Peter, if you go through the Gospels, uh, Peter continually made mistakes. Peter continually said the wrong thing. Peter actually was the one who denied Jesus. And Jesus' most desperate time, Peter denied him. He said, I don't even know him. But yet, Peter's the one that Jesus chose to build his church on. Y'all, there's a lesson in that for us, and it's this. Failure isn't final. Here's what I want you to know. If you failed in the season behind us, hey, that's behind us. That's the past. Talks about Philippians chapter 3. The past is the past, and we can press on to the future. Peter lived this. So Peter went through this enormous failure. But yet, he's the one in the New Testament. He he preached the first great sermon that we see recorded in the book of Acts. 3,000 people came to know Jesus because of what God was doing in Peter. I noticed something here, and I think Peter walked with this. The first verse, verse 37, says, Peter's words pierced their hearts. You know, it's interesting. It's It's hard to pierce something that's hard. I don't know if you've noticed that. What that means is that the words he spoke pierced their hearts. That means God had softened the hearts of the listener. You know, I don't know where you're at right now, but in the climate that we're in, it's easy to get a hard heart. My first point is this for you, is that we've got to allow Christ to soften us. I'll speak to you specifically. You've got to allow Christ to soften you. Y'all, it's so difficult to go through hard seasons. It's so difficult to see all the things that are happening and stay soft-hearted. But look at this in Ezekiel 36, verse 26. It says, I'll give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you. I will remove from you a heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. You know, in order for God to be able to speak to us, we have to be soft-hearted. Here's the scripture I want to encourage you to read and to pray over. Psalm 139, verse 23 through 24. It says, search me and know my heart, God. Test me and know my anxious thought. See if there's any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. Here's the truth. There is an offensive way in you. We all have it. It's not just one of us. It's all of us. We all have stuff. 
But y'all, here's the truth. is for us to thrive and flourish in our relationship with Jesus and therefore in life in the season to come. You know, we've got to be soft-hearted. We've got to be able to hear from God. But beyond that, here's what I know. We've got to have spiritual disciplines. Listen, let me pastor you for a second right where you're at. And let me also be vulnerable with you. You know, for me, I realized uh, in this past couple of months, I wasn't preaching as much as I used to. And I also realized I wasn't in the word like I used to be. I wasn't praying like I used to. Why? Because I'd been preaching for about seven years. And, you know, my relationship with God had become primarily about getting messages. And in this past season, God showed me, hey, he's about relationship first. He's about relationship first. Sure, we have work to do. But if we don't have the relationship, man, we're, we're going to work out of our own strength. And he wants to be the strength of our lives. And so this summer, y'all, we want to give you some spiritual disciplines, some things that you can do. You know, one of those things that you can do is that you can pray for God to soften your heart. You know, I also think one of the spiritual disciplines that's so important that sometimes we forget about is the discipline of confession. My second point is this, is that you've got to accept that Christ wants to change you. Acts 2, 38, Peter replied, each of you must repent of your sin and turn to God. You know, the message paraphrase, Eugene Peterson translated it this way. He said, Peter replied, change your life. Listen, God loves you exactly where you're at, but he loves you too much to leave you there. He loves you exactly where you're at, but he loves you too much to leave you there. What is God trying to change in you right now? Well, here's what we know, is that change isn't a one and done thing. That we, we, we gain relationship with God through the cross. That's the genesis of our relationship with him. And that's actually where we're saved. But the truth is, is that saving, the word talks about salvation, but then there's also, you have sanctification. That's the daily saving of your life. You know, that's continued throughout our life. So let me ask you this. What is God working on in you right now? Maybe you have some things going on in your life that nobody knows. Yo, why not this season? Why not this season to open up to somebody and begin to grow in those areas? Y'all, because here's the truth. God knows what you're going through. And if you want to have the type of life where you're able to thrive and flourish, you have to be open. There have to be people who know what's going on. And so let me encourage you. Make confession a part of your disciplines, a part of your spiritual disciplines, things that you do to stay close to God. You know, God softens our hearts. That's, that's his job. But we have to continually ask for him to heal us, for him to work on us. You know, I, I heard a pastor once say that it's grace-fueled effort. Listen, we don't pursue God. We don't chase after him uh, so that he'll love us. We chase after him because he loves us. We seek change because he loves us. It's not so that he'll love us. It's not God, hey, change me so that you'll love me. No, he loves us so we can change. So number one, we've got to ask God to soften us. That's his job. Number two, we've got to accept that Christ wants to change us. Number three, we've got to recognize that bitterness will poison us. You've got to recognize that bitterness will poison you. Hebrews 12, 14 through 15 says this. It says, Working, work at living in peace with everyone and work at living a holy life. For those who are not holy will not see the Lord. Look after each other so that none of you fails to receive the grace of God. Watch out that no poisonous root of bitterness grows up to trouble you, corrupting many. I want you to remember this. Commit this part to memory. You'll, your, your roots will determine your fruit. What's growing in you, the roots that you have going down, are the fruits that you're going to see in your life. 
You know, the, the truth is, if you go and study the fruits of the Spirit, I've never seen this one listed. I've never seen bitterness or justified unforgiveness listed in the fruit of the Spirit. Last time I checked. But y'all, we can get into these hard seasons. We get hardened. And here's what happens. We get bitter. We get bitter. I wonder if there are people that you're bitter with in your life right now. People where there's just been relational disconnect or, you know, we haven't seen each other at church or, or maybe it could be against another race or people group. Here's what I've learned, y'all. A lot of my friends have taught me this. Fitz Hill in particular. Another guy named Jimmy Rollins. Distance creates distrust. You know, right now, we're going through a time where there's, there is there's racial distrust in our country. And what I've noticed is, is that the people who have become angry about it more often than not, here's just what I've noticed. They don't have friends who look different from them to help give them perspective. And I, I'm blessed. I'm so thankful that I'm in a church that's diverse. Uh, our downtown church, our staff is diverse. And y'all, they're teaching me all the time. I've been listening. I've just been a sponge. And so friends, uh, my, my black friends specifically who are listening, I want you to know that we stand with you at downtown Little Rock. Y'all, we are listening. We are learning. And uh, we believe that your life matters. We believe that black lives matter. And so we are with you. It's not political. It's social. But here's what I want you guys to know. For anybody listening who started to get bitter with another race or other people, y'all, y'all, bitterness will not bring about the fruit that, that we search for in our lives. And the fruit of the Spirit is love, it's joy, it's peace, it's patience, it's kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And I believe that God is wanting to move in our country. But here's what I know, is that it's got to start with me. It's got to start with us. You know, it's interesting, if you study out the scriptures, the work of God is to bring the nations together. It's diversity. Romans, sorry, excuse me, Revelation chapter 7, verse 9 in NIV, it says this. It says, after this I looked, and there before me was a great multitude that no one could count, from every nation, tribe, people, and language, standing before the throne and before the Lamb. They were wearing white robes and holding palm branches in their hands. People from every tribe and nation, y'all, they were holding palm branches. Palm branch is a symbol of victory, of triumph, and peace, and eternal life for ancient Jewish or Near Eastern people, y'all. This is what I'm praying for in our country. So number one, we've got to accept that Christ wants to change us. We've got to allow, we've got to allow Christ to soften us. We've got to accept that Christ wants to change us. We've got to recognize that Bitterness will poison us. We've got to believe, it's number four, that love will cover us. John 15, 12 through 13. This is my commandment. Love each other in the same way I've loved you. There's no greater love than to lay one's life down for one's friends. Y'all listen, love covers a multitude of sins. A pastor friend of mine named Fred Harris, pastor of church down the street, he said this to me recently. He said, if you are prospering, but your neighbor is suffering, that should bother you. You know, I think that's a great definition of love. If you're prospering, but your neighbor is suffering, that should bother you. No greater love has won than this than to lay down his life for his friends. My last point is this. So we've got to trust in the power of prayer. Trust in the power of prayer. Here's what I want you to do right now, wherever you're at. I just want you to breathe in deep and let it out. Come on, take a deep breath and let it out. Y'all, here's the truth. Change in our world 
is going to start in the people of God. Change in our world is going to start in the people of God. Here's what I've noticed. Is that we're as we're going through this time of tension and anxiety, y'all, I, I think we as the church have got to breathe. We've got to be still. And we've got to know that God is God, that he's in control. He's on the throne. I've had so many friends recently text me, you know, worried about, uh, the place of the church in the world, y'all, the church is going to be okay. The church of Jesus Christ has been through so many things. The church is going to be okay. But listen, I want you to hear me on this. We don't know what church is going to look like going forward over this next year. We're not going to be able to rely on some of the rhythms that we've had in the past. And so here's where I want to pastor you. Listen, friend, you've got to have spiritual disciplines in your life. You've got to have spiritual disciplines in your life. And this week, the one that I want to focus on is prayer. And I want to give you something really practical that you can do. Each day, I want to encourage you to start a timer. Set a timer for five minutes. Breathe deep. You know, breathing deep redu- reduces anxiety. And pray for five minutes for the people in your life, for the people in your neighborhood, the people in your city. Pray for our politicians. Pray for your pastors. Pray for situations that you're frustrated with. And if you do, I promise you this will help you get God's perspective. It might even help you move to a place of forgiveness or understanding with somebody that you're bitter with. But y'all, I know that we have got to return to prayer. We've got to return to spiritual disciplines. And the first one that I want to focus on is prayer. And so this week, I want to encourage you to take that time. Take that time and pray. And so to review, uh, I, I meant to tell you at the beginning of this, but I forgot. It's okay. The title of my message, <laughs> this short message, is it starts with me. So you've got to allow Christ to soften you. You've got to accept that Christ wants to change you. You've got to recognize that bitterness will poison you. You've got to believe that love will cover you. And you've got to trust in the power of prayer. Let me pray for you. God, I pray for anybody who's listening in. God, just whatever situations they've got going on in life. God, I pray that you would cover them in your grace. God, we know that your word says that your grace is sufficient for us, that your power is made perfect in our weakness. And so, God, I pray for them that this would be a season where they would thrive, they would flourish, and they'd become more like you, Jesus. We love you. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Hey guys, Pastor Bronson here. Just want to say thank you for listening in. Our hope and our prayer is that this podcast equips you on your walk, your journey with Jesus. And so please like, subscribe, share, help us spread the word. We love you.